Thriving in Singleness, episode 52. This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here are your hosts, Tom DeLong and Joshua Erickson. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thriving in Singleness. Josh, tell me, how was your Christmas? How was my Christmas? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this uh, is going to air after Christmas, so I figured we could wow. just pretend Christmas already so, happened. So, yeah, it, it was it was great. Um yeah, I you know I, I I made it through. That's all about all, all I can right. say. Yeah. Um. You're hopefully, it. hopefully I make it through. Speaking yeah. into existence. I like it's, it. It's coming faster than. Uh, yeah, it's already. Again, if this this airs after Christmas, so it came real fast. Then it is already yeah. here. I guess. Boom. So can't believe it. Um. Yeah. No snow on the ground here though. So yeah. still waiting for Bummer. some white, powdery stuff to make it feel Christmas. a little bit it's like just, Christmas. Yeah. It's been just disgusting and wet. And cold oh, really? in Pennsylvania. I, I can't stand it. I with how wet it's been, it had better get really cold really fast and just be white all winter. I better see a good winter this year. Yeah, we had uh, like a foot of snow at one point and then it all melted. Mm. So oh, man. Dude, I'm telling you, like I feel super fat tonight. Like super <laughs> fat. Like ashamed of myself fat. So like at youth group. All that Christmas I, food, huh? You just, yeah, all the Christmas all, food, all that right? Christmas food. <laughs> so I was at youth group before this, and we played a game uh, that our team, you know, we all had to put an Oreo on our forehead and get it to our mouth without touching it with our hands or anything. So um, I we had to do this in 10 minutes. Sorry, no, two minutes. So each person got two minutes. And I got 10 Oreos. Wow. And so, yeah, and like, you know, with age comes wisdom, you know, so... You find better ways to get things done. And so I would, like, I, I jumped my head up and, like, flung it up in the air so I could catch it in my mouth. And the only thing that slowed me down was actually being able to eat all the Oreos. So I had probably about eight Oreos in my mouth by the time all was said and done. It was it was pretty gross. So I'm... Did you I win? I got to run it off. Did you at least win? Yeah, we won. We won oh, that round. So that, that, those Bye calories far. don't count then. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as I walk away winner. Yeah. That's the most important part. But awesome. Yeah, we should uh, we should bring in a guest. Josh, you want to you bring in our guest today? Yeah. Uh, joining us for this episode is Melissa. Melissa, how is it going? It's good. How are y'all? <laughs> hey, doing well, t- good. Tom's stuffed. Good. Yeah, I'm stuffed. stuffed feeling yes. fat. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's okay. You said your team won, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Most important. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Good. Awesome to have you. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, about yourself and, and what you do. It's, it was awesome, you know, Jelaine was able to introduce us. And yeah. I, I was like, hey, do you know anybody who you think would be good for the podcast? And you were the, the first name she mentioned. She was like, oh. oh, you got to get in touch with Melissa. So really excited to, like, you know, hear what God's been you know, doing in your life. So so yeah. you said you work in, in child care. Was that right you mentioned a bit ago? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I work – I actually work at my church. My church has a preschool on Mondays and Wednesdays. Okay. Um, so I'm training to be the early childhood director, but it's – like the transition is officially happening um, th- next Thursday. It'll be officially, wow. I'll be officially the director. Wow. So yeah, so big deal. But 
Um, so yeah, I'm the director for the preschool on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then I'm also over Sunday childcare as well. So I've been working at my church since July. So I have been in training since July, but officially I will be taking over. So yeah, that is exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they keep you yeah. on your toes, but it's so oh fun. for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that age group is that's a crazy age group to be riling around like it's it's fun yeah. though i mean you know the kids are kids are great they're super cute it's it can be a blast but it can be somewhat terrifying at the same time yeah so yeah i mean it all comes with its challenges like with when a kid gets injured or gets sick or things like that so thankfully the person so my senior pastor's wife is the one that used to be the director mm-hmm. um and she you know when they were hiring someone new. She wanted to train whoever it was from July until December. And so thankfully I've had her like pretty much by my side from July to December. So anything that could have happened crazy has happened, but thankfully she's been with me. So it's kind of like, I can lean on her to like, see how this is supposed to be handled and all of that. But I appreciate that I didn't just get thrown into it because there is so much to it that like people don't really think about that. I didn't even think about. So I'm pretty glad because it's more than just like being over the kiddos and teachers. There's just so many things. So, um, yeah, I think I feel ready. <laughs> That's good. That's excellent yeah. to hear. And yeah. then where are you, where are you located exactly? So I'm located in Fort Worth, Texas. So okay. it is not cold. It was cold and then it got hot. It's like the sixties and seventies today. So okay, nice. <laughs> but yeah, Fort nice. Worth, That's Texas. worthwhile. Yeah. It's like 70 degrees with like a slight chance of freedom, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I want some snow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I want some snow. <laughs> That's cool. So like, you know, what what has God been teaching you lately about uh, about singleness? Like what is your story uh, when it comes to your single life, I guess you could say? Yeah. I mean, my story is that I literally have been single my whole life. So I'm 28 years wow. old. Okay. Um, I've never dated, never been kissed, never been in the talking stage, all the things, you know, mm-hmm. um, I've never experienced that. And there was a point, like, I guess when you're in high school, you think it's a big deal, but then it, you look back and you're like, okay, maybe it's good I didn't date in high school. Cause I don't yeah. even know, you know, mm-hmm. who I was, I, you know, you don't really know what you think, you know, in high school. So, mm-hmm. but more so in like my adult 20s years you know I had a bunch of like crushes here and there but they never really like turned into anything and so I would just kind of hit a point of like okay god like what's wrong with me like do they do guys see me like like am I hidden like what's going on you know and so it's just been a crazy journey I guess a roller coaster I'd say of just like okay, God, I trust you and I believe I'll be married. And then it's like, okay, but like, where's the guy? Like, are you sure I'll be married? Like, like, what is the season that you have me in? Like, what are you doing with my life? And so it's just been a very back and forth thing. I guess the older I've gotten, I guess the tension of it, like I want to trust God, but also like I have this desire, but also like everyone around me is like dating and getting married so soon and it's happening so fast, you know? So it's like, okay, but why can't that happen to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah, single my whole life and just kind of walking through, like, the tension of am I next or will it ever happen? But I trust you and I surrender, but also please don't forget about me. And so, yeah, I feel like 
when I was in my early 20s and, you know, I was in leadership at one of my churches and like an internship at one of the churches. I'm from California. So I was in leadership and internship there, which is actually how I met Jelaine. And so, but there was a year I was 22 and I felt like everyone in leadership was dating everyone. Like that's what it felt Mm -hmm. like. And of course not everyone was dating everyone, but a lot of them were like dating each other and all this stuff. And, you know, I really felt it then like, oh my gosh, I just want a boyfriend. Like I just want to be married. Like I want to know what it's like to be loved. I want to know, you know, what it's like to date and all of that, which is totally fine and totally normal, you know? Yeah. But in hindsight, I guess I am grateful that it didn't happen then because seeing who I was then, I still necessarily wasn't ready. And so I look back and I'm like pretty grateful that God didn't allow it to happen then. But, you know, being, you know, five years later, being 28 and having this desire for marriage and all of that, like, it's different now because it's not so much that I just want to be loved because everyone around me is with someone. Like, for me, it feels like the genuine desire of marriage is there and it's not fueled by a comparison, I guess you can say, which then it almost kind of like hurts even more because it's like my heart is like in the right place. Like I don't want this just because everyone has it. So why can't you give this to me? So I feel like the better part of, you know, the past few years have just been this like, you know, fighting this insecurity or just this fear that, you know, I'm not good enough to be married or good enough to be in a relationship or even seen you know, by a guy, which I'm sure there are, I, I know I'm seen, but it's like seen yeah. and chosen, pursued and all of that. So it's just been this tug of war of like, God, like what's going on? Like, what are you doing? Like, please don't pass me by, you know? And it, it does get hard to be happy for those that are in that season. Like, mm-hmm. like you are happy for them, but then on the flip side, it's like, okay, but what about me? Yeah. So I will even say, like, as I was saying, you know, being 28 and it's just a different mindset about a relationship, like I have a different mindset. My mind is more of like, well, I have the desire for marriage, not just because everyone else does, but because I genuinely just have that desire. I remember I was driving in my car. I think it was like the week before Thanksgiving or even the day before Thanksgiving. I can't really remember, but... I like to talk out loud to God in my car because, like, I mean, it's just me and him. No one is in there. And I'm, like, airing out my thoughts and just, like, you know, sometimes that feeling just kind of gets you down of, like, God, if if I'm going to be single forever, I think I just need you to tell me, even though I'm scared (laughs) of that answer. I just need you to let me know so I'm not just sitting around and hoping for something that, like, won't ever happen. But I was just talking about all of that and just that kind of line where people say singleness is a gift you know I was telling God I was like I don't like I don't feel that like I don't relate to that necessarily but why do people say that it's a gift like why do people say singleness is a gift because like this pain and this like the loneliness that does come from it like it doesn't feel like a gift so what am I missing why doesn't this feel like a gift and you know, the Lord answered quickly and it was such a simple answer, but singleness is a gift because although I don't have insight on what it's like to be married and like what my time will look like when I'm married, the Lord really, I believe, really showed me that singleness is a gift because of just 
in this season, like I can have uninterrupted time with God, like my intimacy with God, um, you know, isn't interrupted by like having to, you know, help be there for a husband and like have kids, yeah. or, like tend to them and give them your attention. Like I really have like this season, I can devote all of my attention to the Lord. And mm-hmm. when he said that to me, it was a little bit convicting because I like I spend time with God and, you know, all of those things, love spending time with the Lord. But when he said that to me, I felt convicted because I felt like I had made being married and being in a relationship like this idol in a sense. And like this undevoted time with God wasn't even like the bigger picture of my life, if that makes sense. Like it was almost yeah. like, yeah, I spend time with God or yeah, I have, mm-hmm. you know, undivided attention with God. But this is really like a time to like dive in with both feet, you know, submerge myself deeper into the Lord without any distraction necessarily. And so I just felt convicted because I'm like, I'm not even doing that. Like I'm, you know, sad and my feelings are valid, but I'm sad and I'm moping and I'm wondering like why me and all this stuff when technically like God has me in this season for whatever reason. But in this season, I literally could just be growing deeper in the Lord and like, learning more about him and learning more about me through him and, you know, just growing in the knowledge of God and all of this stuff and, you know, pretty much building a firm foundation in Christ. So that way when I do get married, like I have this strong foundation in the Lord, like the strong tight knit relationship with the Lord that no guy can come in and like kind of take the place of God in my heart, if that makes sense, because I'm solid in him. And so I never, I don't know if I would have considered that to be a gift. I mean, that sounds bad, but I don't know if I would have considered that that with the weight that I did now back then, because back then I would have argued like, well, I am close to God. Like I am solid with God. I know who God is. Like, what do you mean I need to have more time? You know? And so now, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but I feel like the Lord really humbled me now. And it's like, but you can always go deeper. Like, you can always go deeper. Like you can always draw closer. And it's crazy because I just really felt his heart when he said that to me. Like I felt it was like being close to God was like the biggest thing in the world. And it is the biggest thing in the world. But when he said that to me, I like got that revelation of like, oh my gosh, this is the most important thing. Like it's not to say like marriage isn't going to be great one day, but this is the most important thing. Like marriage isn't going to fill me up the way that God can, you know? And so it just, it just really shifted my perspective. Like, Oh my gosh, like I have all this time to like go to new depths in the Lord. Like, this is great. This is why it's a gift. Like it's, it all is centered back onto God. And so that doesn't mean I don't struggle. That doesn't mean since then I haven't struggled with the idea of like, okay, like checking my watch like any day now, but So yeah, that was kind of a long answer, but basically I feel like the Lord is showing me that singleness is a gift and, you know, the things that I learn about the Lord or grow in in God, like in this season, like it's not just like when I get married, okay, yeah, that was cool, cool season with God. Like it's stuff that I'm carrying with me and taking with me and yeah, so that's basically what the Lord is showing me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was like, I mean, such an awesome answer. I mean, I feel- Thank you. I feel like the way you described it resonates with so many people because, mm-hmm. you know, surrendering it to the Lord doesn't mean that you're never going to you know, encounter the struggles of, of 
of doubt or of mm-hmm. uh, or of hurt. You know, those things yeah. still happen, and yeah, and and it's tough. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is not easy. And just because you encounter those times doesn't mean that that you're not trusting in the Lord or you're not learning to trust Him more. You know, God wants us yeah. to lean in Him, and yeah. and I love how you you know, spoke in your conclusion about singleness being a gift because, you know, it, it's so much easier to say that from my standpoint, like it's, it's easy for me to see it. Like it, it's easy for me to say it. I mean, I know like when I was single, I hated when people that were married would say that I'm like, yes. come on. Like, so, but you know, it is a gift. It's an ugly wrapped gift and mm-hmm. you're not going to understand what is inside that gift until you just open it up and find out what's inside. And and a lot of people are reluctant to do that. And, and it's awesome. You've been, you've been kind of, you know, seeing that through and, you know, like I have, I have for myself the idea of what it looks like to, to live a fulfilling and uh, purposeful life in singleness, you know, in the service of the Lord. Like I, I have an idea in my mind of what that looks like to me, the idea of of living out singleness and you know just living living out the adventures and doing all the cool things in the singleness to me that looks like just you know traveling and doing all sorts of like awesome awesome things you know serving in ministry. However, it looks different for all kinds of people. Like how how does it look for you? when it comes to serving in singleness and, and seeking out your purpose in singleness? To me, it just feels like, nor- I don't know, it feels like normal everyday life. I mean, I travel here and there, mm-hmm. but not a crazy amount. But so so your question was like, how, how does that look like seeking out your purpose and all that, like in your singleness? So, Is that so that's how like I would define it for myself. Like for me, it's easy yeah. to look at somebody in their singleness and be like, why aren't you traveling the world? Why aren't you going out and doing like amazing things and just exploring all these different aspects of life? You know, to me, and and that's my problem personally, where, where I fit, I, I tend to fit people into this, this box of this is what thriving and singleness should look like, you know, because Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. of, of what my life would look like differently and, mm-hmm. you know, and of course not saying like, I wish I wasn't married, you know, of course I'm mm-hmm. very blessed for what, uh, what God has done in my life. And of course the awesome, uh, journey that he has brought me leading up to that. And, uh, however, you know, when I, when I think of, of thriving and singleness, I'm, I'm always thinking of, I don't know, the, the, the van life, uh, exploring <laughs> entrepreneurial ent- opportunities, <laughs> And just chasing after things and not having the need for stability like I experience yeah. now with, with my wife and my daughter. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, and it's something that I wanted to kind of ask a little bit better through the podcast because I, I automatically like jumped to the assumption that that's what it should look like. But I really shouldn't <laughs> be, be placing that on everybody's yeah uh on on everybody's uh life you know it's yeah it's something that you have to be able to figure out and understand for yourself so mm-hmm. so for yourself i mean what what would you say that thriving in singleness looks like i mean 
I obviously it looks different for everyone, but I feel like for me personally, it's like there's different aspects. Like part of it's like, you know, staying in your lane. Like if you know, okay, like, I don't know if this all makes sense, but like, like this is the job and the city I'm called to. So, okay, I'm going to stay here. And like, there's an aspect where it's like, yes, I'm single. I can do whatever, but I also still need to like stay focused and stay planted in like the city or the the place that the Lord has like called me to. So there's yeah. still kind of a, um, I guess like a structure or an order to your life. So it's, I guess, obedience to God and where God's called you, but also the fun aspect. I think that there is just a lot of freedom to go and kind of do what you want to do, obviously within wisdom, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, I can like, one time me and Jillian, like we traveled to Canada one time for like a nice. weekend. Like that was super fun, like a few years ago. And so it's like <laughs> things like that, like traveling for like concerts or hanging out with friends and like staying out super late, even though like I'm exhausted and I'm a grandma and I don't like to stay up late, but <laughs> it's just those experiences where it's like, I can do this because I, you know, I am only caring for me and I still want to care for me, but I also want to have fun. And like, I don't have to go home and like make sure dinner is on the table for my kids and my husband. Like I can go and like stay out later, like go over to a friend's house and like go hang out and stay the night and just do whatever. And so I like to say I'm adventurous. Obviously I don't go a lot of places, but I think it's more of just like the experiences that like you enjoy, like you have the freedom to do those to the maximum amount, honestly. And so, and so, and just living in Texas, there's so many different places to go. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, spontaneously at a drop of a hat, I can like make plans and go somewhere. So it's like, I think it just, it's, it's the structure of just like, yes, there is the fun aspect and the spontaneity that comes with that. Because like, as long as you're taken care of, like, that's really all that matters. But then also it's like, okay, but also I need to make sure I'm like in the, I need to make sure I'm in the job in the city and wherever that God wants me. I don't know. There's like a wisdom aspect and like a fun within wisdom mindset that I have yeah. as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I could be more fun and do more fun things, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And and I guess, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn where your limits are. And yeah, and I think that's what it do is. It makes sense. Yeah. And it, it's also like, you know, in, in singleness, there's so much about learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. And and you know, learning and exploring those limitations of yeah you know, what you're what you're capable of what like as far as like how much you can accomplish while being barely mm-hmm. awake you know <laughs> yeah 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 and even too like like you said there are limits like as a Christian I think for me like if I weren't a Christian and weren't saved and all of that, like, I think I would be doing a lot more like, because there's like clubs and parties and all these different things that you can get into. But Mm -hmm. I like to stay obviously on like the cleaner side of things. And so I don't go to clubs and stay out or go to parties and stay out, but I do love, like there's a, there's a country dancing place here called Billy Bob's. And so I'm not even a country fan. I just like the dancing. And so, but I can go out and country line dance till midnight and like not have to necessarily worry about like, oh my gosh, is my husband okay? Like, is he okay with this? You know, it's, yeah. there's just a element of freedom, but within limits, you know, like you were saying, yeah. but yeah, you don't yeah. have to run it by anybody, but mm-hmm. sometimes you still have work in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But 
yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool. I guess the older I'm getting to, I feel like I have this more desire to kind of like do more things, like not be so afraid to kind of like step out and live because I do get these thoughts sometimes of like, you know, like, I mean, hopefully God will. And like, I won't be single forever, but Mm -hmm. like, I'm, you know, this time, like I won't have this time back. So like, what is it that I want to do? And like, where do I want to go? And like, you know, I got invited to, um, go to Mexico for free for with one of my friends because her job had two free tickets and I'm like heck yeah I'm gonna go like I have to make sure I request it off of work but I'm gonna go like I've never been you know what's holding me back and so it's like make you know when opportunities arise obviously weighing it out but like also not um holding myself back in a sense as well so I I don't know I feel like I feel like I'm rambling but I feel like (laughs) You're okay. In, in my younger 20s, I was, like, so afraid to, like, do things. Like, what if this mm-hmm. is wrong? Or what if this is, like, I don't know. Like, not even in the context of singleness, but just, like, living life. Like, I'm just so afraid of, like, the wrong decision. Or, like, what if God's not okay with this? Or, But now I think I've kind of learned, like, as long as I know that genuinely there's nothing wrong with me going and I also have peace with it. Like I'm going to go or I'm going to make a memory with friends, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's really healthy to like get out of your comfort zone because Mm -hmm. it's so, so easy just to say no and to stay comfortable, stay at home, chill out, Mm -hmm. watch TV. Like it's, it's so much better when you can say, Hey, yeah, like this, this makes me feel a little uncomfortable, but you got to get, comfortable with getting uncomfortable because mm-hmm. there are so many aspects in life that will take you in that direction of of mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable i remember the first time you know when i was told if i wanted to do stunts for movies and and all that you know i would have to i'd have to move where that's happening and you know live live in la and you know my heart yeah. sank at that thought at first but then all of a sudden i was like well why not like Mm-hmm. Why can't I move there? Like, what's stopping me? I mean, of course, there's. I was like 17 years old at the time, so I had like <laughs> a couple of years yet till I could actually do that. But I was, yeah. But I realized it's like, like, why can't I do that? Like, you know, looking ahead, it's like mm-hmm. you gotta get out of your comfort zone and and get out and do extraordinary things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for your for yourself, you know, if if you knew for a fact that you were not going to get married for the rest of your life, would your life look differently right now as far as the direction you would take it, uh, different opportunities you might jump on. I know this is a tough cookie to chew on, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was a, that was a question I know I didn't like, but yeah, uh, once I started really thinking about it, it, it changed my perspective a lot. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there are some things that would look a lot different if, I knew I wasn't going to get married. For example, like I, of course I want to like own a house one day and buy a house one day. And I'm not necessarily waiting to be married to buy a house, but in my mind, I'm like, I feel like it would be so much nicer to like own a home with my husband one day, you know? Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, with your question, if I'm not married, you know, what would I do? I think I would, start to lean more towards those goals that feel like they're marriage type goals. Yeah. And kind of just not be closed off to it, but kind of like consider it and settle in and say, okay, well, you know, 
maybe that is something to like look into now, like, or start to prepare for now and not wait. And so I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And I also just feel like at my age, a lot of people are buying houses. And so it's just, you know, the thought is there, but I do kind of feel this drawback of like, I think that's something I want to wait for. But that's definitely something I feel like if I was going to be, if I was never going to get married, like Mm -hmm. I would definitely look into just buying a house and really like, I would say settling down and really, you know, creating my home and not waiting to have that home with someone else, you know? Um, Yeah. Home is like a really big deal to me. Like even my apartment, like I just wanted to feel like home and feel like me and have all of, you know, all the things. And so I think that having a home and feeling settled in that is something that you don't realize you're like waiting for, I guess. Like you don't realize you're kind of putting stuff like that on hold until Mm -hmm. the right person or the right season. And so like, that's probably where I would start is like, you know, going towards those goals. But other than that, I don't know how much different my life would look. I think it wouldn't even be like my life would look different. I think my mindset would be different. Yeah. You know, I think I would kind of just hopefully learn to like (laughs) rest in, okay, this is where God has me. Like, this is my life. Like I'm not in my heart, like dreaming up this, you know, I don't know, this love of my, you know, this love story one day, like I'm not, this is it, which is scary, like even saying that, but I think I would have to change my perspective on how I saw my life and how I saw my future. And yeah, I think that might be like also another hurdle to jump through, but I think it would be aside from like the house thing and all that, I think it would be just a big mentality shift for sure. So like my career would stay the same. All of that would say the same, but my mind and my heart would definitely have to change. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I can like speaking for myself, I know uh, when I was asked that, asked that question for one, I didn't even want to like encounter the thought of it. So <laughs> yeah. like, I appreciate yeah. like, like your, your honesty some, on that. Catch something. If you answer, <laughs> if you think about the question, You're like, Oh, if I think about it, then I'll be in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. I might have to face the reality of it. Yeah. yeah, like it's too but, real I mean, if I think about it. <laughs> yeah, like like truth is, like I did build my life around the idea of getting married. And so mm-hmm. I did begin to let go of that and start exploring, you know, what God had for me, you know, out, outside mm-hmm. of, you know, if my life were to be single, if I was to be single for the rest of my life. And, and so, you know, it's good to hear that you are, you wouldn't be changing careers. You wouldn't be totally living yeah. in a different way, you know, if, if you knew you weren't going to get married because that's, that's good because you should be fulfilling your purpose of what you feel God wants you to do in the knowledge of whether you'd be getting married or not. Now buying a house, I don't know. I mean, that's uh that uh, like I own a house. That was one of the greatest moves I've ever made. It was just an awesome <laughs> move. Like, and I love having a home and building that equity and uh, doing things to make it my own. You know, I, I hope that, that you wouldn't feel as though if you were to buy a house, you're doubting what God can do. And, mm-hmm. and I also hope that, you know, that when I asked that question, I'm not doubting that God can have an incredible person uh, lined up for you. But mm-hmm. I think it's a question that we should all ask ourselves uh, in, in singleness of, you know, am, am I building my life around this? Like, should I be pursuing something else that God might have for me? So yeah, don't, don't let 
that thought stop you from buying a house. Don't don't make it feel <laughs> yeah. internally like you're doubting God if you do buy a house. Yeah, you know, it's it's something to. And I have know, a little a little discretion. bit to say on that because yeah. I think I, I bought a house last year, and for me, I, it it's tough because as you get older and you walk through these these moments in life and you you hit these milestones like oh my first house and all that and you don't have anyone to share it with that can be really hard and i think that's the thing that stops that that really can stop you from wanting to pursue that because mm-hmm. you're like i don't want to do this alone because i see people who are able to experience these moments and if i ex- experience this moment by myself it's 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 not going to be maybe all that it can be and i for me that's where you have to trust God. I know for me, it was like, okay, Lord, I feel like you're leading me to buy a house in, at this time. And I don't really want to um, because of facing that, those moments of, man, I'm, I'm doing this alone. Um, I, you know, it would be cool to do this with another person. Like, oh, our first house, look at these memories and, and all that. Um, and I think with singleness, we've been touched. There's been a lot touched here, um, touched on here. And it's really, I think the con- whole conversation really is pointing to like the heart of singleness and what the tension is and, and how to, mm-hmm. it's like, how do we address this? And for me, I go back to like, man, there's really no right or wrong answers. Like you really have to trust God and, and like, you know, it's not, should I buy a house? Should I not buy a house? It's like, Lord, what are you calling me to do in this season? What are you calling me to do right now? And really what it comes down to, I don't think it, it hinges so much on what you do in your singleness, but who you are in your singleness and your, and what is your, your trust in God look like? Do you believe that he has the best for you? Um, I know in, in our previous episode, I I'm horrible at quoting scripture. So I, I actually pulled it up this time. So I get it right. Nice. Um, <laughs> but in this, uh, I've been reading in Psalms, um, just, you know, you kind of just pick out a Psalm randomly here and there when you're flipping through reading sometimes, and this one stuck out to me. It's Psalms 32, 8. And it says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. And that's something that in your singleness, it's like, do you actually believe that? Can you believe that? That if I'm walking out my singleness, is this the best path for my life? Can I truly believe that that is what God would see as the best path for my life? And in those moments, that's where you're like, okay, God, do I trust and believe in you? And I think that's really at the heart of singleness and kind of the, the maybe struggles with singleness at times is a trust that God has the best for you, even when you're single. And, you know, there's a, a lot of unhappy married people and there's a lot of unhappy single people. There's a lot of happy married people, and a lot of happy single people. So like really the, all that cancels out. There's a lot of unhappy people and a lot of happy people. <laughs> Who are you going to choose to be? It has really nothing to do with your relationship status. Because when yeah. it comes down to it, your situations shouldn't determine your joy. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's people that have it way worse than you that are happier. And there's people that have it way better than you and are miserable. And that when it comes down to it, it's like, man, what do you... I, I think God's really challenged me in, this, in these areas of, am I going to make the most of what he's given me? Of the days he's given me, of the opportunities he's given me, um, and yeah, it, it sucks at times, um, to be honest. But what I found is, like Tom was saying, like you have to be uncomfortable. And in those mm-hmm. moments when you learn how to be you, 
Like I look back, if I if any of my previous relationships would have wor- like worked out or or gone the direction I wanted them to, I would not be me in in the in the in the version of me that I always wanted to be. Of like, hey, this is um, this is who I've become. This is what I've grown into, and all of that came through uncomfortable, undesirable um, times that I wanted to avoid. And it's like, it's you look back and you're like, okay, thank you, Lord, that you brought me through it. But can I please stop going through it? Like, thank you that I went through it and I see the results. But it can it, it can wear on you. And it's like, okay, God, in these moments, I, I just need to trust you. Because I look back and I see what you've done. And I think you look through the Bible, through the Old Testament. Whenever God did something in, um, whenever God did something for the Israelites, they built like a, these, um, these, symbols of remembrance of like, this is what God did here. And if, if I see this again, then the, I will remember it. Um, and I think that's why it's so important to look back on what God's done in, in each of our lives and say, if he did it then, and he, he moved in my, my life then, and he cared for me then, then the Bible says that he, you know, he d- doesn't change. And he, he's still doing that now when I don't feel it. But man, I, we're like touching on this, this idea of trust in, in situations that are almost like so hard to grasp because you're like, God, how can you expect me to walk through this and get through it when it's not necessarily a good thing in my mind? And man, that's where it's like, okay, God, I guess I just got to trust you in this. And I go back to Joseph, right? Like the story of Joseph, he went through some very hard years and if he would have gave up at any point, like he wouldn't have been able to do what God called him to do and fulfill the dream that God gave him when he was a young kid, but he had to go through it to get there. And that like really under like, like, you know, I still desire marriage. I still, you know, that's still something that I pray and give to God all the time, but God has something bigger than marriage for me here on earth. Like he has a purpose bigger than that for me. And that's something that, when we get caught up in, in the things that are hard to, to grasp, like, what, okay, God, what if you don't have this for me? That's not saying God doesn't have anything for us. Like, it is a guarantee that he has things for us and purposes for us. So it's like, for me, that's how he's helped to shift away from um, focusing too much on, Lord, you know, I want to be married, praying for that, and say, okay, Lord, help me to see the bigger purpose that you have for my life. And sometimes they don't don't always see it, but I always make that my like main focus in pursuing that. But it's a journey. I wouldn't say that I have a a great formula to just get it all figured out, but um, it's definitely a journey. But these are hard topics to really pin down for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Melissa, like in your in your journey, you know, you mentioned you, you, you know, you you go through different phases of, of, you know, you, you surrender to God and then it's like, okay, you know, God, I would really like this. And, you know, and, and it's healthy, you know, we need to be praying to God for the things that we truly desire in our heart. We don't, God doesn't want us to give up on them. He wants us to like surrender them to him and we need to trust him with whatever he has for us. And so like, what is your advice to people that are in their singleness that, that say have surrendered it, but they continue to go through those different cycles of where they are emotionally in, in their desire for marriage. 
I would say just to not condemn yourself for feeling those emotions. Like, yes, you surrender to God, but like, you know, that is still a desire of your heart. And I feel mm-hmm. like, like, I know for me, like, I've been like, oh my gosh, I thought I surrendered it. I thought I was like content in my singleness, yet I still <laughs> desired marriage. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not content. And it's like, it's that's not even necessarily like what that means you know I think it's just I think that surrendering isn't just like a one-time act like it's like a constant thing you know um because we we obviously like we're not perfect like we do have like a flesh and all of that and I just think that you know we got our desires and whatnot but I think it's like a constant it's kind of like repentance like you can't Honestly, you can't just repent once and be like, okay, I'm good. I'm never going to sin again. Like you are going to sin again. You have to constantly repent. And I think that with surrender, it's the same thing, especially with this. It's like, you know, every time you want to sink into these feelings of like, it's never going to happen. Like, God, where are you? You know, pray and like surrender, like give it back to the Lord. And so I will say that um, just don't condemn yourself for having those emotions of, you know, wanting to be married and being sad that you're not and all of that. I think that your desire to surrender and your ability to surrender, I think that alone is an act of trust. Like you wouldn't surrender it if you didn't trust God. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I would say just, you know, no, there's no condemnation in Christ. So don't condemn yourself for those emotions and those feelings. But um, whenever they do arise, just continue to surrender. And even if that means like, you know, it's not this long drawn out prayer of like, God, I surrender and here you go and whatever. Even if it's like in the middle of tears, like in the middle of crying or you're angry in the middle of it, like however you have to do it, I think it's just important that you are like, you know, letting yourself feel it and all of that, but then saying, okay, God, here you go. Like, I lay it back down at your feet, you know? So, yeah. Awesome. Now, is there anything else that has been on your heart that you're really hoping to to talk about on this podcast? Well, the whole time we were talking, I was just kind of thinking, and I don't even know where it relates or how, but I was kind of thinking just about my own life and how, like, my own communities and things like that. Like, I, I don't know if there's anyone else in that can relate but I in my community I am one of the oldest like young adults like at my church mm-hmm. not the oldest but one of the oldest and like kind of different life season of just like living on my own and like you know all that and single whatever and so in young adults I'm one of the oldest but then in another aspect of my community I'm really close to a lot of like the women in my church who are wives and mothers and all that and I like love hanging out with them and so I kind of feel like there's this weird like in between like in one aspect I get kind of sad because it's like okay I don't know if I can relate to this community and then another aspect of like I don't know if I can relate because everyone's talking about like their husbands and their kids and all that and so obviously I love hanging out with those friends. Like it just fills my cup and brings me joy. Mm -hmm. Um, but whenever I do leave, you know, their presence, sometimes I'm like, man, like I just, I feel like that was a reminder. They weren't even trying to remind me, but I feel like that was a reminder of like what I don't have, you know? Um, and so I guess the biggest thing on my heart is like, and even the biggest thing that I'm like working through now is like when I do leave that, you know, those hangouts with those friends that are like, married and moms and all of that, all the things that I want one day, I think it's very important to 
you know, instead of allowing myself or yourself, if someone else is feeling that way to just sink into discouragement of like, well, that's the life I want. And like, I'm never going to have it. Or I, you know, really want it. And God's not giving it to me. I think it's, I think it comes, like, I think we have to just like shift our perspective and say, thank you, God, that one day I'll be able to hopefully able to relate to them if that's in your will. Like, thank you that one day, you know, if it's in your will, like, I'll be able to chime in on those conversations and not be the only one silent because I don't have um, a husband or kids or, you know, to talk about. And so thank you, God, that you've given me women that I know I can go to one day for advice when I'm in the middle of those, you know, seasons with my husband or with children and all of that. And so I think just all that to say, like, there is just a perspective shift, you know, the enemy wants to bring discouragement in this season. That is a gift. And I think, you know, God putting me in this community with those women who are in that season, like, I guess, quote unquote, ahead of me, it, that also like is a gift as well. And the enemy would love to make it feel like it's not. So, yeah. So yeah, I think just in just this season of singleness, like there just, there just has to be a big perspective shift and like, you know, a trust in God. And I've been really leaning on the fact of like how the word says, you know, that we need to have faith the size of a mustard seed like a mustard seed is really small and I used to feel bad that I didn't have this big like mountain-sized faith but I'm like sometimes all I have is a mustard seed like all I have within me (laughs) is a mustard seed amount and thank god that that is all that he asks but um people just need to realize that that's enough like that mustard seed type of faith that you have for this season or whatever like the heart like the the faith that it's hard to kind of like pull yourself to, but you have like a little bit of it. Like that is what God is asking for. So yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. And what, so what is a favorite verse or a verse that has been on your heart lately that you'd like to share with us? Well, there's two. So I'll read them now. So it's Psalms 37, four, and it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so obviously that is within reason, like within his will, you know, but I do, I do believe that marriage can be a desire that the Lord gives you. And so that scripture really does like resonate with me when I'm in those quote unquote valleys, if you will, of just the trenches of feeling like nothing's ever going to happen, you know? Yeah. But then also Matthew 6 33 seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And that one really pushes me to remember like, okay, like it really isn't about me. Like kind of going back to singleness is a gift. It's a time to grow in intimacy with God. I feel like Matthew six thirty three really like gets me up, like puts me back on my feet and like pushes me to keep going, you know, yeah, keep going with God. And so, yeah. That's awesome. Really appreciate it. Is there any way that me and the the listeners can be praying for you? Praying for this new transition with my job. And of course, praying for just peace and strength um, in this singleness season. And if I, you know, have like logistically all the right things in place to buy a house, then I will not be afraid to do that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We'll be doing that. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, how can how can people find you on social media if they're looking for you? Yeah, so my Instagram is Melissa Leanne Wilson. So 
Melissa spelled the common way. My middle name is L-E-A-N-N and then last name Wilson. So that's right. my Instagram. Like <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Unfortunately, I'm not related. But hey. <laughs> and then Facebook, <laughs> Facebook right. is just Melissa L. Wilson. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an awesome, you know, just talking yeah, with you and just hearing what you've had on your heart. Yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. So thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So thank y'all yeah. for having me. <laughs> yeah, you are very welcome. So uh, everybody out there, be sure to get out there, like, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know how you feel about uh, the podcast, and also our inbox is always open. Feel free to reach out to us. So we appreciate each one of you. Uh, Be sure to check out Josh's book, Sincerely Singleness, available on Amazon. And lastly, be sure to get out there and seize the day. Maximize every chapter of your life. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 